Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less Pisscast. We got an email earlier this morning from a friend of the show, William. William is the unofficial statistician for the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less Pisscast. Yes, and he is awesome. He keeps track of all of our stats. It's amazing. You've heard uh, you've heard William on the show before. He lives in Ottawa, um, and he's actually currently working for Elections Canada. They're redrawing the electoral districts, uh, which I'm sure is very interesting, and he knows that I have an interest in maps, mm-hmm. so that's why he mentioned that to me. But um, he... Because compiled all of our podcasts here, and you can get a look at uh, the average runtime. Although, you know what? I don't think William's data is entirely complete here because it's only showing 1,100-some podcasts, and I think this is going to be episode 1317, I think. But uh, the average runtime, as you know, is well over 20 minutes right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's 24 minutes. With a median of 23. So okay. that's even with like all the longer episodes we've done recently. It hasn't pulled it up that much above 20 minutes yet, but I think we still need to really consider changing the name of this sucker. Eventually we will. Yeah, because it's a We're rolling out of the name. Yeah. And it's not even accurate anymore. It's true. Becoming too big for its britches. William said he ran the numbers, and if you took the total hours of the podcast, it would be about half the length of Liz Truss's prime ministership. (laughs) (laughs) She said uh, she was prime minister for about a thousand hours, and we have 530 hours of of podcast listening. That's insane. Pretty funny. It's a good comparison, William. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Uh, Also, William and his wife just had a baby, so congratulations, William. First kid. Congratulations, William. Finding the time to put our podcast stats together. No kidding. New dad. God bless you. He said he's off on pat leave for a bit right now, though. So cool how many men take pat leave. Yep. Like, my brother took some. i got buddies that have taken pat leave. That Like, even when I had my kids, it wasn't really talked about. Yeah. Like, definitely not when I had Bo. No. Um, it's my boss awesome, gave yeah. me a few days off at the time, but then when Brigham was born, I think I was off for, like, two days and back to work, so. Yeah. Like, the idea of getting a few weeks off or a few months off. You oh could have my. had more time, though, but I think he wanted to come back to work as Yeah, well. yeah, that's true. I don't like being away from the show for too long, yeah. but even a week off, mm-hmm. pretty sick. Totally. On today's show, there are puns. We're going to talk about the best sporting, sporting event you ever watched. A Christmas etymology. Spirits. Looking for a place to go to church on Christmas Eve with my family. Mm-hmm. Get into that a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about rich people sports. Little victories. The Albertan French accent. Sean is thinking about a new tattoo. Yep. Where she wants to get it is the point of interest here. Some famous last words and small town news after your out of context clip of the show. Clermont, il ne jamais entendu l'accent Albertain. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I stumbled across a few small town headlines, Beckler. Yeah. Small uh, town small news is our news. new segment. Yes. Uh, so, what we normally do with this is we take one real headline and then we use that as a jumping off point and then we create our own what would typically be heard in a small town. Well, all of these are 
just phenomenal. So we figured we might as well just use the ones that are, these are real small town headlines from the last week. All real stories today. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Local families got into the Christmas spirit at the middle school Christmas play over the weekend. Most of the children forgot their lines, but it was still better than last year's when Daxon puked all over the front row. The Beaver River 4-H Beef Club held their annual steer weigh-in. Katie Thompson won a prize for accurately guessing the weight of her steer, Dusty Rusty. There's a 4-H Beef Club. The Mayorthorpe Legion is hosting their annual four-course dinner and Eagles tribute concert Saturday. Terry's banned from the Legion, but says that's okay. The Eagles don't rock anyway. V and S in 20 minutes or less. A friend was telling me a story from his partying days. Uh, he mentioned he mentioned another friend who arrived late to an event one time and said, I need to catch up. Those are some famous last words, aren't they? They sure are. Someone who gets there late and says, I need to catch up. And then just starts chugging back booze. You're like, like, that is not a... Nope. (laughs) Maybe don't do that. Have you ever been the person who needed to catch up? Oh, I have. Mm, Probably, yeah. (laughs) Although uh, you always know it's just bad news. Like it's just like you can only catch. And I'm I like beer, so it's it's a bit harder. Like people who like shots. Yeah, that's when it's not. No, start do, banging them. Do not just start banging back shots. No. How many things do? You, how many times do you think? Like how many nights that took a turn for the worst began with that phrase? So many. I need to catch up. So many. That's just uh, never say that. It's not how alcohol works on your, no. on your body. No. It's not how your body absorbs alcohol. No, it is not. We tend not your to catch up. Doesn't like it so much as we go barreling past everyone and they yep. just kind of watch. Mm-hmm. Didn't that guy just get here? Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to catch up. Mm. <laughs> Now he's I in the bathroom. I think he's caught up. Okay, now too much caught up. <laughs> and his night's over. VNS in 20 minutes or less. A friend of mine just got a neck tattoo. And uh, it looks really good, actually. But I guess his parents aren't overly happy about it. And I I kind of have to be honest. I, I like the look of neck tattoos. I really do. But I don't know if the, you know, the cliche of it, you know, meaning, I don't know. It used to mean you were in prison or like your face and neck tattoos it always had to do with being a criminal for some reason right there was always this association with it gangs and yeah gangs and all that well, kind I mean, of stuff you are from Brampton so I am I'm not surprised that you <laughs> you like the look of maybe a neck that's tattoo. why but I've seen a yeah. lot of them that look really good now. and there's a ton of you know celebrities and stuff that now have neck tattoos so it is getting better than it used to be in terms of people I think accepting it but then when it comes to, let's say, a professional environment, I don't know if that's still really frowned upon. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty common so? to see, like, in the music industry and stuff. Yeah. Far, far less common in a boardroom. Totally. Or, you but know, I, on a managerial team. I'm curious to know if even that's changing, too, though. Like... Probably. I mean, our generation is just much more accepting of people looking different, people yep. dressing different than our parents was. And the next generation will probably be more accepting still. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it depends on what your path in life is. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not planning to get into politics or, you know, anything super professional, I don't think, from here. And for our job, it obviously doesn't, it doesn't matter. I no. can get a neck tattoo. My parents would be very upset with me if they're listening right now. Are neck tattoo? They're freaking out. I was thinking about it. <laughs> I considered it at one point. Like a lower, okay. not like full neck, but huh. like a lower little kind of, t- you know, thing along there. I thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You don't. <laughs> I don't see, know. You, a, you immediately just even your response. To that means that you feel that way. It's about a risk. Tattoo. Interesting. It's a risk. Okay. Like, what if you ever wanted to end up in, you know, in management in radio? 
What if you ever were going to be you like an executive? Say you should, you, right now, I think it would really hurt your chances. Interesting. I do. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. Things might change. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, many people from our generation wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. But that's a, that's a gamble. Yeah. That's a gamble. Like, would you... Like, my friend who has a neck tattoo, he just got it. He works at security at a hospital. Okay. And they... They were fine with it? fine with it, yeah. Um, I suppose a lot of the time you're allowed to have it, but you'd have to cover it up, right? right. I'm wearing a lot of turtlenecks. A lot would, of turtle. A lot of turtlenecks. A lot of business turtlenecks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. people have other tattoos that, yeah, they'll keep covered. And then, have you ever seen that with somebody who you're like, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. And then it's they a fun uncover surprise, it, and you're isn't like, it? oh my Whoa. God, like you've had that hidden because you don't want it to be shown. But, but it's tough if you have tattoos that can't be hidden, mm-hmm. right? Well, then you're kind of making a decision about, about your direction. Yeah. Yeah, I have one friend who also, he's a commentator in hockey, and he has a lot of uh, hand tattoos. Okay. And he almost didn't get the job because of that. And really? then they, But they looked past it. And again, like that's kind of where we're getting, I think, to the... There's like, keep your like, hands off camera? Yeah. They they didn't even say that necessarily to him. They just kind of, it was, a, I guess, a closed-door discussion. It was like, should we? And then they eventually did. And he's got tons of tattoos, and they let him do it. And I was like, I think maybe we're almost approaching that now, where at first... Might be like, well, what about the tattoos? And yeah. then people are like, well, does that really make a difference anymore? So I think the tattoo would have to be pretty important to you. Yeah. To to make that decision. To get a neck tattoo. Yeah, because could you imagine like twenty years from now you're up? Again, for it would be very stylish. Some, like it would I'm not talking like full straight out neck, you know. Praying hands side of your neck. Yeah, yeah. Praying hands. Definitely praying hands right no, not none of that. It would just be like a little almost collarbone up to, to peek up to the neck. Rosary in the praying hands side of your neck. Yeah. Uh, no, just actually straight teardrops on my face yeah. is what I'm going for instead. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Shauna? Brampton. You do. You Brampton right across Brampton my neck. And then I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. DNS in 20 minutes or less. Friend of the show, Matthew, sent me this video. Uh, and it's a, it's a dude demonstrating the Albertan French accent. Okay. So uh, actually, Matthew is spelt the French way with a U at the end. Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. So I'm guessing maybe Matthew's a bit French. Okay. Uh, so the video starts from TikTok. And the video starts with this uh, really good looking French dude talking about how bad French accents are actually good. And then the Albertan says, well, clearly he's never heard this one. So bad French accent are good. Clermont, il ne jamais entendu l'accent Albertain. Oh my God! Mais selon moi, c'est le meilleur accent. <laughs> is that oh, a disaster? That's, <laughs> well, there's just zero attempt. It is literally okay. That's that's phenomenal. I'm a big fan of that. That's that reminds me of your French. Accent I was going to say, bit. is that worse or better than mine? Because mine is pretty awful. Okay, it might be marginally mine better than yours, actually. Pretty awful. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, my uh, my oldest son, he took French immersion for a year, and mm-hmm. then he took a bit of Spanish, and it's so it's so cool to hear, like, the little kids speak that because they have no self-consciousness about their accent, right? No. They just say it like like they've just been learned. taught. Yeah. Like it's been meant to... Whereas, like, you have sent... You've sent a sentence here, every sentence to me here, uh, this is in French. Yep. I will... I will attempt. Okay. <laughs> Please. Salut. Je m'appelle Beckler. There you go. Je m'en train. Joyo Noel Abon Ani. Okay. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, the, the first part started it okay, because you probably remember Je m'appelle. I know that's Je m'appelle, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Salut. Je m'appelle Beckler. Yep. Uh, my name is Beckler. Je m'en train. What I mean, am I saying there? I work out. Okay. Yep. I do. I, I, that was okay. That was not I too do bad either. I do. I do. I want train all the time. 
<laughs> I'm gonna on train after the show actually. And then Joyeux Noel Abon Ani. Merry Christmas, happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Okay. Okay. So I mean Look it could me. could have been worse. I tried to make it easy for you, but you still struggled, so we tried. <laughs> I feel like I'm flying. This feels great. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. Little victories. This one's kind of more of a, a big victory, really, when you think about it, but I don't know if you heard about this. It's just awesome. A woman walked into Mugshot's pub in Calgary on the weekend and paid for everybody's bill. Well, how lovely. Just walked in, paid for every single person who was there's bill, and then she gave every table cash on top of that. That's so nice. Yeah. And the thing is, she wants to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want anybody to know who she was. She just wanted to go and spread a little Christmas cheer. Uh, mugshots didn't say how much was spent either, but I would gather it would be in the thousands. Depending on how many people were there and what they'd ordered, yeah. Just trying to make some people's days. I always want to know who those people are, though. I know they like to remain anonymous, but every time this kind of thing happens, I'm always like, ah, oh, I'd love to know who you are. Doing it anonymously is the real move. It totally then, is. then you know there's no motivation other than just feeling good about it, right? Yeah, no. just truly trying to make some people's days. Yeah, not yeah. bolster your image or anything? Or... Nope. Now, that's pretty cool. It'd be cool to be able to do that, to I be know. in a financial position where you could, you could do something like that. Well, it's so funny because I read about this and I was like, oh, like I... I feel good when I pay it forward and buy somebody's coffee or pay yeah, for that like does a, feel good, hey? a few groceries for somebody. But then like this is thousands of dollars that this woman just was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this at this pub right now. The generosity at this time. It's of year, just hey? beautiful. It's great. So good. These are, see, little victories, big victories, all of the victories. And even if you're not part of it, even if you weren't the recipient or the giver, yeah. it's still nice to hear about it. It just feels good. Like there's these videos on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen them, but someone will go around a major city and they'll say, would you like a dollar or would you like me to double it and give it to the next person and then they see how far it goes ah, interesting and i've seen lots of these and usually like around 16 dollars, 32 dollars. someone will be like i'll take the money yeah i saw one from edmonton just recently at the west edmonton mall where it got to 600 dollars before the woman finally took it and then she went and found someone and gave them part of the money that she had just received. oh that's so, awesome yeah just, yeah and i was like i was like oh that's nice and i wasn't part of it at all i was watching on a screen but well and the thing with that kind of stuff is if it gets to somebody who may Maybe could really use the money. It's like, I hope you take it. Yeah. You know, like if it's somebody who gets it and like, oh, this could really be a difference maker. It's like, good. You take that money. And only you know, right? Only you know the situation you're in. So that's awesome. Those are nice little victories. Any any of that giving. They're warm, but they're joy, warm joy snacks. Nom, 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 nom. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was chatting with a friend of McKenna's and she uh, mentioned her polo match. And I was like, like, is she? You play polo? She plays polo? I was like, we're talking polo with the horses and the big mallets and stuff? And she said, yeah. Apparently there's polo in Calgary. Oh. I didn't know about that. I mean, I guess it makes sense. We're a big horse place here. I don't know if anybody knows this. Big horse place. We're a big horse place, but I thought it was more like western horses and not like... Yeah, well, I guess so. We got Spruce Meadows and stuff. So, Spruce so. Meadows is huge, huge horse play. So she she played big, big horse big down. Big horse so down here. <laughs> she plays in a in a ladies' league. Oh, that's awesome! And she was trying to tell me. She, I was like, "That's like the such a rich person's game." And she's like, "Oh, it's not really here in Calgary." And I was like, "I think it's probably still a rich person's game." She's trying to like downplay it. No, I'm not. I felt like she was. No, um, maybe she was just being, you know. Being humble about it, but I was like, Polo Ralph Lauren, that crap's expensive. Yeah, and when I think of polo, rich people on horses, yeah, chasing that ball around with them long hammers, but uh, totally. Uh, she said, "Mallets, hammers." I, mean, I didn't even know it existed until seconds before, and I was trying to tell her that it was a rich person sport, and she was the one who actually plays it. So, um, 
polo might be actually the like the rich person sport. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? What else would be on that? Like would be more of a rich. I said maybe sailing, race car driving. Yeah, that's a. Although I mean, depending on the level you're doing it at. I mean, I know like, you get sponsors, but you have to start out, and you need to have some sort of cars to to go up there. True, right? like sometimes it's just Terry and his buddies with beaters, though. That's true. I but suppose. yeah, at the higher levels, it's incredibly expensive. Polo is definitely the like one of the biggest status sports for sure. I would like, say so. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just that or like some sort of sport hunting. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the ones where where you're hunting things that it's just like what. Why? Why? Like you're hunting things that we didn't even know existed. Ser- yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like you, you hunting every humans, time I, the ultimate prey. Seriously, yeah, that would that would be the ultimate rich person sport. I think. Even like the type of hunting that the royal family does, where they get those, you know, them tweed jackets on I was and say the, that, them with weird, all the dogs. Yeah, it's like this weird <laughs> foxes cult like thing. They all line up and we're going out into the woods and hunting. And I'm like, are you really, or are you just like drinking the blood of children? I don't know. It's like... <laughs> That's I mean totally possible too, isn't That's it? That's really what I yeah, think. What is are happening you actually the doing there? out there in those yeah, jackets just, and those hats? What are you doing? You're somewhere not telling us. <laughs> Come clean. That's how you know it's a rich person sport where you're like, I, that doesn't actually exist, okay? But then again, like it's not a real thing. Hunting at, at at the entry level is fairly Very accessible, real. right? Yes. It happens all over the place. It's true. So Yeah. Yeah, maybe polo, but <laughs> hadn't considered uh, weird hunting, hunting slash drinking b- children blood. Yes, no, okay. no there's that. Me and S in twenty minutes or less. So as a family, we are not regular churchgoers, but McKenna wants to go to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Kind yeah, of, you know, nice tradition, right? Totally. Yeah, and I mean, I don't mind going for a day like that. But she uh, she likes to go to one of those cool non denominational Christian churches. Oh yeah, where everyone's beautiful and they serve coffee sometimes, and like the church seems to have a lot of money. They look they like to party. It's like a party for God almost. Yeah, some the, of those ones. It's mostly singing. It's like there'll be like a full band, and the production values oh, are yeah. incredible. And then. The, the, the good-looking young pastor and his wife will come out and they'll always talk about Jesus Christ and they'll always use his last name just totally. in case. And words like light and life and love and yeah. Jesus Christ. And just in case you're not sure which Jesus we're talking about. That's the Jesus the, rave yeah. is what it is. <laughs> That's the kind of church she wants to go to. Yeah, I swear they have glow sticks and stuff sometimes <laughs> just dancing around praising Jesus. Look yeah. at the light! Some people just have the light their, of my their, glow stick! <laughs> some people just have their hands up in the air yeah, absolutely. as they sing. It's just like the That's spirit the is dance. taking That's them. the rave dance. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Anyway, but we were looking online yesterday for a good one to attend, but it's it's kind of hard to get a feel for a church just based on its website, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really know what you're you're going into. I was telling her I want to go to a weird church, though. I want to go to a church, one of those churches that like blurs the lines between legitimate church and cult. Oh, you know, yeah, that kind of church. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this is a bit weird. Everyone's got that look on their faces. Yeah, like what's going on here? Yeah, I don't. I'd, where are you, where are you people in the? Are you in, gonna bring your kids to that? Yeah, that's weird. Like yeah. all the kids will be like, "What is going on here?" We'll Dad. Like, it's a bit of a Christmas adventure, family. We're Dad, going help to me. a weird church. Help. <laughs> mm. Find me the strangest basement church in Calgary, and I'm in. No, I think Jesus Rave sounds more fun. You think, oh yeah, yeah, but I want to I want to be a little bit like a little eerie almost. You don't need drugs sounds, when you're high off Jesus, you know. You also don't if it's just super weird yeah. in the room, right? Mm. Like I said, everyone's got that look. It's like, what's going on? What are you guys up to? This is a. Yeah, that sounds spooky. Yeah, let's do that. No. Let's get uncomfortable on Christmas. It's weird. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Pentecostal church. That's what you need to look up. Is it weird? I. 
It, it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> there is at least one in Calgary. I know I've been there once. It was uh, it was a girlfriend in university that was all kind of like, hey, you're a church-going kind of guy, and I'm a church-going kind of girl. You want to come to my church? And I was like, oh, sh- sure. She's really pretty, so yeah. <laughs> they always are. And it was um, one one-time only deal. Really? It was like people talking in tongues and like Whoa, like throwing themselves on the floor and like shaking and like the power of Christ compels me. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're looking for a Pentecostal church. Hey, you're yeah. looking for. Let's yeah. get let's yeah. get weird this Christmas. Let's do it. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> totally what you're into. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna float yeah. this to McKenna and see if we're going to Pen. I'm always weird though. Like, if you go once, do they get you then? Well, I went once and I got out. You got, they, they didn't have your information or anything? They didn't come after no, you? No, no, no. Did you use a fake in. name? Wear a mask? <laughs> mustache? And just false identification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like, yeah, people like, the devil is leaving you. Like, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Good, I need that. Cool. I actually need the devil out of me. I so. do too, yeah. <laughs> I have some bad gas. I think it's the devil escape. That's <laughs> just, jeez. A lot of farting going on there. You know where else you can fart? Loud as you want. <laughs> Loud as you want, Shauna. One of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes. Starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build and a better place to fart. You're on your side of the duplex. <laughs> sounds like a zoo. You're purposely just <laughs> pressing your bum against the wall. Yes. Can you hear that? What about that? First You're motorboating the wall with your vibrating ass cheeks. <laughs> First on the other side, doesn't hear a thing. Doesn't hear a thing. Doesn't it's the quality of the build. Not right even there. a vibration. <laughs> Press your cheeks against the wall and fire away. Feel the earth move. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Got an etymology for you. Okay. Um, Sorry, I don't have your etymology music right now. No, that's okay. Here. Sorry. I just uh, was researching this and I thought it was awesome. But I was talking about uh, mistletoe. And I was like, I wonder where the tradition of mistletoe actually comes. So this is a bit of a deeper dive rather than just what it means, but also what the tradition of mistletoe truly is. Okay. Um, So the tradition started in the first century. So it is an ancient tradition. I said that, I know. Ancient. Ancient. Goes back to the ancient times. Yep. Okay, sorry, I, pur- I didn't mean to no, <laughs> no, derail you there. Did you see how I purposely yeah. did it to myself, just because I knew I said it the way that you hate? <laughs> and anyway, it started with the Celtic Druids. So they used this plant on the British Isles, uh, which of course now Ireland and Scotland. But mistletoe back then would grow in the trees, and it would survive the really harsh winters. So it became a symbol of virility and fertility and everything, like life and everything like mm. that. So that's kind of where it got its symbolism from. Okay. And then in Norse mythology, it was a sign of love and peace. Uh, and in that culture, the story goes that the goddess Fig, she lost her son, the god Baldur, to an arrow made of mistletoe. So he died thanks to this arrow that was made of mistletoe. And then after his death, she vowed that mistletoe would kiss anybody who passed underneath it as long as it was never again used as a weapon. So she almost like made it go from this vicious weapon to something that was not as... Okay. So uh, it was the mistletoe itself that was kissing people? Yes. Yes. So that's then how it kind of morphed into that. And then in the 18th century in England, it started as just a Christmas decoration. People thought it looked kind of Christmassy because it was 
green, basically. So yep. they were using it as decorations. And then the old kind of meanings of the kissing and all that came to be. And people kind of made their own mishmash where kissing under the mistletoe meant virility and fertility. And it went from there. Hmm. So that's how it all kind of morphed. Uh, here's the thing, though. Um, it means, or mistletoe is just a parasitic plant that comes from bird droppings. So when you think of what it really is, it's not all that romantic. And what it means is dung on a stick. That's what mistletoe translates that's to? That's what it translates to. It's from the old Anglo-Saxon, <laughs> it literally means dung on a stick. Dung so on a stick. It's really not that romantic at all. We use it as this beautiful romantic symbol now. It's not. There's a lot about it that's not. Made of bird poopings, and there, there was this goddess that her son died. And Hey, you want to go stand under that poop stick and neck a bit? The crap stick. That's what I'm going to call it from this <laughs> point on. Oh, beautiful crap stick. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. What's the best game you've ever watched? The best sporting event? Hmm. Think about this for a minute. I got thinking about this after watching the World Cup because I was like, that was an incredible World Cup. Uh, to be fair, I haven't watched a ton of them, but from what I've learned from other people who did, they were like, this that might have been one of the greatest World Cup, if not the greatest World Cup that's ever happened, just based on the drama and everything that went along with it. And I was like, interesting. I wonder what the greatest sporting game of all time would be like what would be the most intense it's so subjective and it's totally. going to be colored by your own fandom Absolutely. too right yeah and i mean if you were around or not because i know yeah. there's a lot of you you hear of these you know this was Classics. the best one ever and i'm like yeah. okay well I, I was dead or not alive yet not dead um but i was thinking about something like what of ones that you have watched would you say would be up there uh well i can think of my number one no problem What's but that? i'll give you some of the others first okay um i was at Game one of the Battle of Alberta in the playoffs this past year. Yep. And I'd never been to a playoff game before. And that was the one. I forget what the final score was. Nine, nine something. But it was just insane. Like it was just such a high scoring wild affair. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Well, I'll never forget this. It was like being at game seven. I went to game seven of the playoffs and it was so intense because of course it was a game seven and it was Which one round? of the best. This uh, past year? Yes, this past year. Okay. So in round one? Round one. Yeah. And um, being there for that and then, you know, seeing the red mile open up and everything. Yeah. That's the experience that was. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when my Bruins won the cup in grade seven or in <laughs> game seven in 2011 against Vancouver oh, and then, yeah. and then Vancouver rided, that was wild. That yeah, that's night. insane. That's a big one. And I'd waited my whole life to see the Bruins win a, win a Stanley Cup, so that was pretty exciting. Totally. But the answer for me is obviously when the Bruins came back to beat the Leafs in 2013 <laughs> in Game 7. Oh, my God. Oh, that was the most fun I've ever had during a sporting event, for sure. Like the Yeah. I, had my, I was watching at my dad's house, and I had my jacket on ready to go home because mm -hmm. the Bruins were down 4-1 in the third period. I was like, oh, this is over. I might yeah. as well go get started on my work for tomorrow. And then they scored. You know and the, then they scored again. The, and they scored again. The nice thing about that <laughs> was that I have been a Toronto sports fan for so long that when the Leafs were up that much, I was not excited yet because yeah. I know that this is what happens with them. And it's such a class. In fact, a friend I remember saying, like, let's look up playoff tickets for the next round. And I was like, you madman. I looked at him and I got so mad. And my friends around me were killing themselves. You're like, you're such a Toronto sports fan because they're like, do not say that yet. <laughs> And they're sure as hell. Yeah, that was the most fun I've ever had watching a sporting event. So that would be my, my number one. So It's an impossible comeback, too. How about you? Uh, I think for me it would be the 2010 Vancouver gold medal game. 
Oh, yeah. For the Olympics. That's and a good answer. A lot of Canadians would share that. The reason is because I was downtown Toronto at the time, and uh, when they won, I was working right downtown, and just as I got off work is when the celebrations began on the streets. Mm-hmm. So I got to walk outside and just join the street party, and within four minutes, all of the major arteries of downtown were just shut down completely, and people were just partying on the streets. So that was just a massive party. Yeah. So it was really fun to just be in that atmosphere for that. So, so it wasn't I'd, even I'd so much that. about the game. It was about everything that happened after. It was the mix of both, right? Because the game itself was amazing, and then the after party was just awesome. So that was kind of a, a combo one. So I'd probably say that. Hmm. Good I answer. Wonder, yeah, I wonder what would be... Good answer. Like I said, it's all going to depend on it's who you totally. cheer for. And uh, I mean, the Summit Series is one that everybody will bring up, right? Like yeah, the, like my dad said he talked about watching like Paul Henderson score that goal in class. Like they wheeled the TV into the class. Yeah. In 72, was it? 72. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're around for that, then probably that. But yeah, we weren't we weren't kind of like it. So. There's no wrong answers as there a sports isn't. fan. It's all whatever. It's subjective. You're right. You can still feel that excitement when you, you think can. about it, hey? I mean, the bat flip, okay? Still love the bat flip, too. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was telling you recently about the lower back injury that I sustained at the gym. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I haven't been able to do much since then. Since I've had some light cardio, a little bit of pickleball for the last couple of weeks, but no lifting. No lifting. And really, this is not an ideal time to be out of commission. Because there's just so much good food and drinks around and stuff. Yeah, it's true. And I always feel like at this time of year, I have to work extra hard to stay on top of that because mm. like your your calories are going up, your sweets are going up, your drinks are going up. Yeah. It's just McKenna's Christmas baking and everything that people drop off and food around work. and So yeah. instead, I, I could feel all that slipping away. All my hard-earned gains, Shauna, my gains. Oh, my God. I need to get back on the train to Gainesville. I need to drive her straight up Gain Street Park right there. Yeah. James Gaines Dolphini over here. Oh, Gain Gretzky over there, eh? Habs legend Bob Gainey. Gain Austin. Gaines Dolph the Gray. Gain Staley. Senator John McGain of Arizona. Gain Newton. <laughs> Decorate a few of you Gainian Easter eggs. Gain Meta and Our Lady Beef. <laughs> That's me. Kurt Gogain. <laughs> You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.